Essig. Beautiful intro. The Iceman. Iceman. I don't know if Joe T was ever referred to as the Iceman, but he was definitely referred to as the closer. Because <laughs> Joseph, um, yeah, I mean, nobody better in my book. And uh, do we have – no, you can't get Joe directly. He'll have a person, and that guy will get to Joe. <laughs> then they take Joe to phone, and then, no, hey, 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 Will, this is Doc. Tell Joe, yeah, is he what, steam room? <laughs> he, he said, give him 30 seconds. Give him 30 oh, seconds. Oh, yeah. man, you are <laughs> funny as heck. <laughs> hey, Doc. <laughs> Joseph, <laughs> hey, man, I know the prize bull here, Linnell Willingham. And, say, can you uh, officially introduce me to Joe Thiesman? Joe, I'm – I'm, I'm just a, a mere young brat that just gets the sickness chair every now and then. Now. Well, but you, I'm a huge you know, fan. Uh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Doc and I, uh, we shared a lot of wonderful times together and a lot of laughs, too, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've had a lot of fun. Uh, other than watching our football team the last couple of years, it's been a little painful. <laughs> just a little? Yeah, yeah. You know, but Joe, <laughs> and I've I've used you in so many different examples because – a lot of people have never been around great leadership. They've just been around talent. But when you get great leadership and talent, you can ultimately become a world champion. And that's what I was able to experience with Joe. But the process that Joe went through to get to where he ultimately did as an MVP, Joe, just want you to spend a few moments from Sam's perspective. Yeah. Because people look at you now and they see finished product. Just give us what you think he is going through by not being able to get that ball out of his hand and just being young in the NFL. I think there's there's a couple of factors, Doc. First of all, uh, I played at a time when they really didn't want the rookies on the field. You know, there was no economic pressure to put somebody on the field. There wasn't any free agency. When I played, you played your rear end off to keep your job because if you didn't or you got hurt and someone did got in there and did better – you were gone. And so, I mean, there was, there was an incentive to be able to be on the field. There was an incentive to be as good as you could be. And not that, not that guys don't try hard today, but so many things around the game itself today have changed the way guys, I think, approach it. I think the worst, I think the worst executed position in football today is wide receiver because they don't have to work after five yards, and a lot of them don't. Mm. And in Sam, see, I, you know, I started, I love the game of football, first of all, and I know Sam does too. I mean, I've, I've had conversations with him. Um, but instead of having the time to be able to learn, uh, like we saw Steve Young do, like we saw Alex Smith do, like we've seen different quarterbacks do, who sat for a year or two, learned how to be a professional, learned how to study. And, and the other part of it is, is, you know, people are changing offenses like we change T-shirts. <laughs> I mean, you just, you know, it's okay. This let's We'll get this one for next year, this one for next week. And it's like, it's very difficult to establish any kind of consistency and continuity from a play caller standpoint to the quarterback when the kid's constantly trying to learn what the verbiage is. One of the hardest things in, in, in our business is getting all this verbiage out of your mouth in the huddle and make sure that everybody knows where they're supposed to be. Uh, I think in Sam's case, you know, you, you have to, and I believe this, I was blessed, and you were part of it, Doc. Our, my, my guys up front, our hogs, quote-unquote, were the best in the National Football League. And I think Jr. would tell you the same thing. I felt the same way. Artie would tell you. I don't care who you talk to. Those guys made life very, very comfortable. 
And the quarterback position is the single most dependent position on the field. You get sacked 60 times. That doesn't count the amount of times you got hit. Mm. You know, people, people sort of look at sacks and go, well, we're the worst team in football when it comes to sacks. Forget that. There'll be another 80 or 90, maybe 100 hits for all the dropbacks that he's taken. We've, yeah. we've dropped back more than anybody in football. Um, and it, it just, you know, along the offensive line, if you can't run the football, look at the Buffalo Bills the other night against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, yeah. uh, people, you know, it's funny. Josh Allen's a heck of a talent. Do you know how many yards he had passing? 94. <laughs> and, and so I think in Sam's case, it's a process. And this is one of the things we see today. Mm-hmm. It's a process that ownership is not willing to go through. You put the guy out there, you let him take his lumps. And for me, when I studied my own self on film and was honest with myself, I could improve. I work with kids. I work with college kids today. I work with, I talk to some pro guys and, and I sit down and I say, we'll sit down and look at film. I say, don't tell me what you think you want me to hear. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you see, because if we're seeing something a little bit different and you tell me why you didn't do this or why you did this, then we have a foundation to work from to correct it. I think Sam's case, first of all, he's been under the gun. Yeah, it's a new offense. And if you have to take time to think of what you see, you're always going to be late. Yep. It's like, you know, it's like in, in college football, we see these young guys come out of college football and they're, you know, 68% pass completion. Well, you got two people to look at. <laughs> Here at our level, there's five. And yeah. you better know where all five are. And you're going to have probably less of a, a less second to get rid of the football. I think Sam, I think Sam, we've seen times when he's played really, really well. My problem is, is I think he's taken it on his shoulders because the team has struggled to try and make plays. I think yeah. of the interception, the late interception against the Giants. No yep. reason to throw it. No reason to throw it whatsoever. Yep. Um, but then you look at some throws earlier in the year that he makes. The, you know, Terry catches a touchdown pass in the end zone. It just threads the needle. Um, I, there's no patience in the National Football League with anybody. I mean, we're, I think, what, Russell Wilson's being sat down. We're going to start Jacoby. Um, the Giants are going to start somebody. They're going to start Tyrod. Yeah, I mean, there's been, there'll be like 65 quarterbacks that have started in the National Football League on 32 football teams. Whew. Cleveland's on their fourth. Yeah. But the, the, it, it is, it's this, to, to put it sort of wrap a bow around it, it's the single most dependent position on the field. Yep. And that's the other thing, too, is if, you're, if your line's not blocking it, you're, you're in tough shape. But if your receivers aren't catching the football for you, I mean, the ball that went through Logan's hands last week, sure he didn't, you know, sure he threw two interceptions. But whose fault was the first one? Yeah, got to help him out. Got to help mean, him out. Got, you you got to help him out. And you can't, you know, it's you. once the ball leaves your hands, you have no control over it. Yeah. Joe, I want to ask you this. So, Joe, I want to ask you this. You have a very unique perspective as being someone that had to scratch, fight, and claw for everything that you got in the National Football League. From an outsider's perspective, knowing how near and dear this, this organization is to your heart, what did you make of the decision the last couple of years, actually, Joe, for Ron and this coaching staff to neglect a quarterback competition? I, you know, I, I, when Ron made the decision to give it to Sam during the offseason, I felt like it was the right decision. And the reason is you don't ignore it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you basically have to play yourself out of the job. 
And I felt like it was a good thing because when you prepare in competition, okay, let's say you've got two guys competing for a job. Mm -hmm. There's a difference in competing for a job in training camp and mini camps and OTAs than there is preparing yourself mentally as a starter. And by the way, this is something that you have to consider. How much time do you have to evaluate guys? You've got 17 days of training camp. What are you evaluating? You're evaluating guys in shorts. That's it. We got the preseason, okay. too. Well, uh, uh, baloney. Right. They, they don't play. <laughs> Obviously, you are real young. I'm, I'm, you know. Yeah. I told you he was 26, Joe. <laughs> he got Joe. zinged by Joe Thompson. I love him. He, you know, Doc, the problem with this is he actually believes that this preseason is, a, is, is, is his reality. I know it. I know it. When I came in the league, we had six preseason games. Wow. I, when we were when wow. when I joined the Redskins in '74, mm-hmm. we you know how big the weight room was. How big? Big as this all? It was, it was fifteen this? by it was fifteen by fifteen, 15, by 15. feet. Jesus. Feet. Yeah. Feet. You know what the you know what the weight room consisted of? A well, universal universal gym. gym. Yeah. And you know what's so funny about that? I have that same universal gym in my garage at my home in Virginia. <laughs> And, and tell him that the strength coach the brought his dog to work at his Rottweiler exactly, in there. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's right. You know, Danny, Danny, Danny put it helped, uh, put it together for me. But see, the thing is, is you don't you don't really get tempered in the preseason. Yeah. You, you know, there, you're 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 so limited in preparation, and at the college level, we see these kids, th- this portal. A, a kid thinks he's really good. His mom and dad tells him he's really good. It, you know, his high school coach tells him he's really good, so he thinks he's really good. But he gets no foundational training to stay someplace for two or three years at a college where somebody can coach him. I feel terrible for college coaches today. they got no chance at the quarterback position. And we get, and what we're getting is we're getting the unfinished product. So, but to circle back to Sam, mm-hmm. I think that this year, as tough as it has been, will be invaluable to him going forward because he will be able to understand – what he should and should not do. And like I said, you can't take it on yourself to think that you're going to be able to right the ship when you're lying on your back looking up at the stars all the time. Yeah, it's a tough, tough position to be in, Sam. Obviously, I don't. he's not the most sacked quarterback in football anymore. Uh, sack percentage has improved a little bit here over the past month or so, but obviously not good enough for him to remain the starting quarterback. We're on the phone right now with Super Bowl winning quarterback Joe Theismann, burgundy and gold legend Joe Obviously, your perspective on quarterback is so great, but when you when you look at big picture, what's moving, what's next for this franchise? I said it as a twenty six year old man. This is probably moving forward the best position that the franchise has been in. You'll have a top four pick. You're flush with cap space. You have an ownership group that wants to revitalize this organization and community. For the Burgundy and Gold faithful out there, why should we be optimistic moving forward about what we're seeing here? Well, I think you cited the reasons. Uh, you know, you're going to bring in some off. You're going to bring in some talent. I almost said it, offensive talent. You know, it was inevitable that we were going to lose. You know, defensive linemen because we drafted four in a row with our number one pick, and sooner or later you got to pay them. What I find so amazing and, and comical, to be honest with you, is Montez Sweat leads two teams in sacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's and that's how bad Chicago was. Right. He's barely been there, and he's, he leads them in sacks. Yeah. Um, and the impact, but there, there's no way you were going to be able to afford everybody economically. Yeah. It just you can't do it nowadays in our game. Um, I, I think that 
having the cap space, you can bring in some veteran uh, leadership. You can bring in some veteran talent. Um, and I would think that their first, number one focus will be on the offensive line. Yeah. Even when we drafted a defensive back number one last year, you're still focused on that side of the ball. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, and two of the guys are gone that were there. So you're going to need help there. But, you know, the money is going to give you a chance to be able to invest. You know, if, and whomever you bring in, whether if it's Jacoby or and Sam and they're going to compete, that position is not going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. It's just it's not going to be $40 million a year. You're going to have that money in the cap to be able to invest it around the position, which is a plus also for us. Um, you know, I would put our – truthfully, I put our receiving core up against almost anybody in football as a whole um and it's just a question of of which which is a which is a double-edged sword when you have you know people like jahan and and curtis and and terry um when you have receivers that have that kind of talent it's impossible to target each of them in an equal fashion right and be able to run your offense yeah you know there there has to be somebody that you're going to target more than someone else you're going to move somebody around to get them the football. The other guys have to be unselfish and content until their number is called mm-hmm. to play the role that they play. Yeah. You know, the great thing about our football team, Doc, mm-hmm. was everybody had a role. You yeah. had a role. Yeah. Donnie had a role. Yeah. Clint had a role. Jay, Joe Washington had a role. JR had a role. Um, you know, Art had a role, Alvin and, and Virgil. Everybody had a particular role, and they played it to the best of their ability without griping about the fact that they're not getting this, they're not getting that. I got to be honest with you. I knew we were in trouble when I heard guys were complaining that EB was a little too hard on us. Oh, my God, team. Joe. I didn't know what to think. I, I was beside I, I did, myself. I, I thought to myself, you're making how many millions of dollars? Come on, yeah, in last place, Joe. Don't forget and, that. And and you and you're and and we're not a football team mm-hmm. that has competed at the level that I think the fans and everybody expected. When I heard when I heard that was going on, I thought that it that was going to be inevitably the beginning of, of what I believe was going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think the decision that Ron has made to make the change is the right one. Go back a year ago. I believe it was the wasn't the Cleveland game the last game a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He stayed with Carson Wentz, who looked exactly like Carson Wentz the first four games of the season. <laughs> he looked like Carson Wentz the first half of the game. Okay. And and asked after the game if he thought about replacing Carson with Taylor. He said he considered it. He should have. You know, I think Ron would have to look back on that because you know that was a shot at the playoffs. Yeah. Taylor's now Taylor's now starting in Atlanta. If if he goes in, I think we have a much better chance to win the football game. And maybe Sam Howell never gets the chance to be the starting quarterback. Well, well may, and maybe Sam gets a chance to to learn more. To learn, yeah, you know, I mean, there's so many different things that could happen. But I think Ron is making the right decision now. Jacoby's earned the right to be on the football field. Yeah. I'm I'm big. I'm big on earning the right to put that uniform on and represent. Yeah, for sure. I think you you know it. it this isn't something where you're you, too many guys are given that position. And then you can't get rid of him because of the economics involved. I think Jacoby has earned the right to be out there. Sure. And, and you know, Sam, Sam has struggled. There's no question. Yeah. Well, Joe, this will be the first time there's been a quarterback competition here. There's never been one. Yeah. Every guy has been given that. And as a result, more than not, they've been in last place. 
Brother, we're out of here. We're up against the break. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Um, hit your Venmo account, and we will <laughs> we will take care. of We'll make sure we yeah. know what you like, yeah, and we'll make sure the it's done. Too. Yeah. Doc, Doc, you know you have an unlimited account with me. All right. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Still Oh, number seven, as Coach would say, simply one of the best. Thanks, Joe. You're welcome, buddy. Right. Bye-bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.